The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to the show. And yes, this is kind of a slow part of the NFL season. Not for long, however. We're going to hit on that and more here on show 375. On today's show, the prodigal son returns. Charles Woodson, back to the fans. That's what I'm talking about. We're going to hit on that big row in the local area here about some kind of Trey Wingo bullshit. You know what I'm talking about. Jay Russ returning? Jamarcus Russell sighting again. Yes, it's not a whale-watching tour, folks. But Jay Russ has been seen. Evidently, he's sli- slimmer. But we're going to hit on that. It's pretty damn funny. He's getting courted by some fast food restaurants. Pretty damn funny. The QB controversy. You know, there's uh, always going to be some kind of controversy somewhere. And here's ours for now. It is and it's not. I'm going to tell you why. Where are we? Where are we going? And how long is it going to take us to get there, damn it? Are we there yet? (laughs) That in the bone line. Let's get to it. The prodigal son, Charles Woodson, returns to his place, his beginning, his Raider Nation. Let's talk about that right now. Well, after months of speculation and innuendo, Charles Woodson, the prodigal son, the Oakland Raiders draft pick, the rookie, spent eight seasons with the Silver and Black, returns home in a crowd of Raider fans welcoming him there in Alameda. I, for one, didn't think he'd make it here. I, for one, thought that Denver would pick him up for sure. I thought that signing was almost a done deal. However, Denver must have offered him crap on a plate as well as not too much respect evidently because they knew once he came to Oakland, it'd be hard for him to leave. He has a relationship with Reggie McKenzie, of course, who helped to coax him to Green Bay. And there's a lot of ties for Charles here in the Bay Area. Not only that, He has a winery in Napa that he can keep a closer eye on right here from Oakland. Before I get further into the story here, let me just clarify something that was out on media. It was a big row, and while I'm not going to clarify it, I'm just going to comment on it. Now, this idiot, I'm going to call him the asshole of the month. He should be asshole of the year, Trey Wingo. 
Okay? Trey Wingo, for any of you who don't know what Trey Wingo is, that's three chicken wings and a bit of bullshit. <laughs> really said that the Oakland Raiders organization had orchestrated this big fan um, gathering to welcome Woodson back to help coax him to the Raiders. Could not be farther from the truth. This was this is the Raider Nation. This is the fans. This is a started in the trenches, my friend. Many, many Raider fans gathered there on their own and by tempting from other organizations all over. People came from as far as Fresno, Southern California, Sacramento, all over to welcome Charles back to the silver and black. And, of course, the media could not keep their ugly, little, sticky, little, nasty comments to their frickin' selves. This is one of those times where I have to voice my displeasure of the media. These guys, unlike me, professionals, really, unlike me, are supposed to vet a story. For those of you who don't know what a vet is, it's not a car. But what it is, is you're supposed to make sure that you have two solid sources that back up what you're going to say to the general masses. Well, they are uh, woefully missing any possible credibility because they missed the story entirely. And later on, on 95.7 The Game, the moron himself, the asshole of the month, Trey, can I get a wingo over some shit-o, starts backpedaling and saying, well, you know, it's really all about the fans and it's all about the organization coming together to welcoming him. Uh, listen, are you, your reaction then to, the, to all the venom spewed your way by Raider fans, you're a little baffled by uh, this reaction. Is that true, Trey? Yeah, I literally had no idea what was going on until John your producer, who I knew from his days back in St. Louis, called me and told me about it. So it took me by complete surprise. All right, Trey, I'm sure you've, uh, well, you've probably tracked this down by now, but there was uh, the Silver and Black Pride blog yesterday wrote this, said that news of the rally staged at Raiders headquarters to greet Charles Woodson upon his arrival to meet with the team has been widely reported Every news outlet recognized Raiders fans as mobilizing to show Woodson they wanted him back, but not Trey Wingo and ESPN. Again, I'm just reading here from Silver and Black Pride, and you're, you're quoted here as saying, Raiders put out a social media campaign to have all the fans show up at the facility welcoming him back, end quote. Raider fans see this as you saying, the fans didn't do it, it was staged by the team, and fans are feeling like you're disrespecting their efforts. Well, let me, let me just say this. They're absolutely right. It was done by the fans, and I meant to say Raider fans. I just didn't say fans, so okay. I totally, I totally get it. Um, but I got to be honest with you, the fact that they felt slighted, I don't quite understand. But you know, that's fine. I, I didn't say it the right way. Uh, I didn't. I left out that one word. But we're not. We weren't trying to slight anybody. We thought it was the reason we brought it up. We thought it was awesome that they mobilized and did this thing. That was the whole point of even having it as part of the show because the topic was. In our hot read segment, it was just me and Adam on the, what we call the debate set there. And the debate was, where is he going to go? Is Charles Woodson going to go to Denver, or is he going to go to uh, 
back to the Raiders. And Adam was saying, well, you know, probably if he's looking for another ring, it's probably a, a better bet this year with the team that the Broncos have to go to Denver. But, you know, a lot of sentiment is going for uh, the idea of him going back to the Raiders, where, of course, not only he was first round pick in the draft that year, but also he knows Reggie McKenzie from their days together uh, up in Green Bay. And I said, yeah, and it's great what they've done. And I meant to say Raider fans, and it just came out Raiders. And that's all it was. I have absolutely no problem with any of that, and I'm not 100% sure why it was as big a deal as it was. Let me ask you this. That makes, that makes two of us. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this. I do you- understand it, and I understand Trey but I see, I can understand. Uh, Raider fans are ridiculed a lot, and when they win and organize something organically, and it sounds like maybe someone is saying how the team put them up to that, I can see how they're upset. I understand what Trey's saying, but I could understand how Raider fans are upset. I guess what I'm saying is, and Trey, I'm not putting words in your mouth, just that Sometimes you generalize and say Raiders, and you mean Raiders, right. all of the Raiders, absolutely. not the Raiders front office, not the... Oh, not, no, absolutely. Raider Nation. What a bunch of crap. His article is very clear. His innuendo is very clear. And I'm not going to give this guy any more press, but... Troy Wingo, you can kiss my ass. And that is all I would say about that. On to the story. Charles... Looks way more mature. He sounds way more mature than we left here in 05. He regrets not talking to Al Davis. I'm sure he does. I'm sure they had some great talks in the time he was here. This is one of Al's great picks, one of Al's coveted superheroes. And I'm sure they had a lot of great conversations on the sidelines over the years. There's a lot of change in this Raider team. It's not the same old, you know, (laughs) man on coverage every single play. The defense has changed a lot. The defensive coordinator is also different. The approach is different. And the team is very young, as he said many times. Let's listen to Charles, because you can hear how much more mature he is, man. Check him out. almost feel important sitting up here. (laughs) How does it feel to be back? It feels good. You know, it really does. Uh, you know, it feels good to put the silver and black back on. You know, it's been a long time. I, I think I look good in silver and black, so it feels good to be back. Charles, this team needs leadership. Are you more a lead by example, or are you the kind of like you more vocal about it? You know, for the most part, I'm a lead by example type of guy. You know, I, um, you know I'm always, you know, of the mindset I don't, I don't want to go around any coaches and what they coach and what they do. Um, but when there's an opportunity, you know, to uh, step in and give some input on, you know, whatever that may be, um, then I'll do that. And like I said, not try to step on anybody's toes because that's, that's not my, um, my intention, of course, to, to do that. So whenever there's a possibility to, you know, help a guy, whether he's young or old, you know, it doesn't really matter, then absolutely. What's up with the blank jersey? I can't find a, no- I can't find a number, man. Everything's taken. Uh, so, you know, moving forward, we'll, we'll try to get that worked out. But uh, right, right now, I'm just blank, man. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm going to have to do. You know, it wasn't waiting on me in my locker, so uh, <laughs> I'll have to uh, negotiate that for sure. You get a chance to meet DJ last week, and uh, if so, he's going through some little struggles right now with uh, his Yeah, no, I haven't had, uh, haven't had that opportunity yet. Um, so really, really not sure what's going on. You know, I look forward to, you know, getting a chance to meet him. 
Um, so hopefully, you know, that situation works itself works itself out and he can get back here and, uh, you know, do what I know he loves to do. Charles, I saw that you, know, you still feel that you can become the best player. Do you think that sort of confidence can translate to the rest of the team, especially the one still trying to find that, that winning direction? Yeah. I think for me it's all about, you know, my approach to the game, the way I play, the way I practice. And uh, I think that'll that'll really show show itself, you know. Um, you know, the way I'll prepare. Um, I'll always prepare as if, you know, I'm the best player on the field. And once that, you know, is no longer the case, I'll see it and I'm sure everybody else will see it too. And uh, you know, at that point then, you know, it's it's up to the next guy to move forward. But uh yeah, I'm just gonna come in, man, and, and do what I know how to do, and, and that's, you know, be a great football player. So I plan on doing that going forward. You practiced against Matt Payne you know, for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Aaron Green Bay, you know, what can you say about him, and especially the job he'll work if you're the uh, starting quarterback? Yeah, you know, and uh, Flynn had a chance to, uh, you know, work around the great quarterback, you know, and uh, Aaron Rodgers and being able to sit behind him and um, just kind of, emulate some of the things that, you know, Aaron does, you know, without trying to be like Aaron. So he'll, he'll bring some experience, even though he hasn't had a chance to, you know, lead a team. Um, so I, I know that uh, you know, I'm sure the coaches are excited to have him in here have, and, and giving him that opportunity to, to lead this team. So, um, and I just look forward to seeing him grow. I mean, he'll, he'll, have, he'll have the opportunity, you know, to be the guy. Um, so at that point is what do you do with it? And uh, hopefully he'll succeed. Oh man, I mean, really, the only the only difference is the big guy's not here, and uh, I think that's really it. Um, you know, not you know, knowing that you're not going to see him coming out onto the field, you know, at any point, you know, in time this season, is really the the, the different different feel to this this uh, organization. So, you know, I hadn't told Al Davis since I left, you know, and that's uh. You know, one of the things I look back on um, that I didn't do when I left is is just really have a conversation, you know, with him um, when when I left the Raiders. So didn't get a chance to uh, speak with him, and uh, you know, I wish I had. Um, but I know that you know the organization's in good hands. You know, uh, with Mark taking over and uh, bringing in Reggie, you know, to come in here and try to you know get the Raiders back on the right track. Um, so, in that sense, you know, it feels good, and, and there's definitely a, a positive feel to it. What did they tell you about that vision to help you buy in and become a Raider? Well, just talking to uh, Reggie and, uh, you know, Coach DA, you know, um, I was really sold on the fact that they believe in the guys that they have here. Um, of course, you can always use more, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, as the years come up, they'll be able to do some more things, but they really had a lot of faith in the guys that they have, you know, on the roster right now. Um, who knows what this team will be, you know, at the end of the season. Um, but I was convinced that this team will compete. This team will be in games. And, uh, you know, we look forward to going out there and, and, and wearing the silver and black uh, proudly. So, you know, these, these guys, I'm look, looking forward to playing with them and, uh, you know, trying to do, you know, get back to where the Raiders should be. Yeah, we, uh, you know, we always watch players around the league, and uh, you know, he's a guy that uh, he always shows up, you know, somewhere. He's a he's a tough, hard-nosed football player. Um, a lot of speed, you know, can cover a lot of ground, 
you know, he'll come up and stick his nose, stick his face in the play. Um, so he, he's a guy, uh, you know, that I look, I look forward to playing with. And um, a guy that I think is, is emerging as one of the leaders, you know, on the team. So um, looking forward to, you know, just getting more familiar with him, you know, playing alongside of him. And uh, I think the sky's the limit for him. In terms of a scheme from what you remember what it was like before when you were out on an island, the other corner was out on the <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. How different is that from what you're looking at now in terms of the playbook and shifting around mm-hmm. ideas that they have? Yeah, it's a lot different. I mean, I mean, you just stated it. I mean, we uh, we we were to be man to man corners, and that's that's what it was. You you went on the outside, uh, the other corner went to the other side, and you played man to man, and you had a single high safety, and that was pretty much what you did. You know, it wasn't a whole lot to it. Uh, this defense will give you some variations and it'll give you some opportunities, uh, you know, to make some plays, give some different looks, and uh, not just being a, you know, a single high safety look. So uh, that'll be fun. And, 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 you know, for me, you know, being a guy that, uh, you know, feel like I have a nose for the football, you know, it'll be a lot of fun to go out there and, and be a part of this defense and, and try to make it click. Flynn was a two and zero starts for the Packers. Did it make it easier for you guys to have confidence in them, or was it like when you stepped up and? Well. Yeah, I mean, we we uh we always felt he could do it. I mean, but the, the game of football is the same for everybody. You got to get out there in the game, and uh, you got to get that feel for it. And uh, the opportunities that he got, he made the most of them, and uh, he 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 gave people a look at what he could do, and uh, that's the reason why he was, you know, picked up in Seattle, even though he wasn't the guy there. But people seen enough of him that they brought him here. So um, you know, I'm sure the staff has a lot of confidence in him. You know that um, he'll em- he'll emerge as the guy and uh, help lead this franchise. Charles, what do you think about Tarver as the DC? Because like last November was the worst month in Raider defensive history, but you know personnel-wise, it's all changed. But as a young coach, what do you think of him so far? Well, I mean, he's a young coach, and he's just trying to uh, you know implement his defense, and uh, that'll take some time. He's got a lot of new faces, uh, a lot of new guys, and you know the most important thing about um, you know trying to implement your defense really is communication. Um, you know, it really won't matter as far as the talent level is concerned, but if you can, if you can communicate and, and guys know where they're supposed to be, um, a lot of the other stuff won't matter because you, you, you'll be in position, you know, to make plays, make tackles, keep people out of the end zone and that sort of thing. So the more and more, you know, we work together. And uh, I think he's, you know, the defense is, is a defense where it's not going to confuse you. You know, so um, guys should pick it up, you know, fairly quickly, and uh, we should be able to hit the ground running. What kind of effort did the Raiders make to keep you when you left here? Was there any effort, or was it at the time when you did the franchise a couple years in a row where it was a great you were going to leave? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty much done. I mean, I, uh, you know, I know my agents, you know, talked, uh, you know, to the organization, you know, a few times, but as far as me, um, there was really no communication. I mean, it was kind of, I guess, the writing on the wall that, you know, he's no, he's no longer going to be a Raider. And uh, I went my way, and the Raiders, of course, went their way. So it wasn't much at all. Did you ever think you'd be back? In no, the no. You know, but I, I guess that's the way life works. You know, I, I never thought I'd go to Green Bay and uh, ended up in, in Green Bay and had an incredible run there. And uh, free agency came around, and um, – you know, thought I would be somewhere else fairly quickly, and that didn't happen. And free agency just kind of rolled on, 
and uh, found myself, you know, talking to myself and saying, you know, regardless of where I play, I want to play football. You know, I don't want to just be done playing the game. Um, so, you know, that's when the opportunity arose, you know, to come out here and play football, and uh, it happened. How helped are you at this point in your season? I feel, uh, yeah, I feel great, you know. You know, other than, uh, you know, having a collarbone, you know, last year and then the Super Bowl year, um, which were setbacks, of course. Um, other than that, I mean, I, I don't have any aches and pains anywhere or anything. Um, and my shoulders, uh, you know, healed up well now. So um, I, looking for, I look forward to going out there and playing football, you know, the way I always have. What did it mean to you to be welcomed by the fans like that was a great feeling. Um, you, know, I, uh, you know, I've been – I was here eight years, and uh, we had some, some ups and downs, but we had some great years. And, uh, you know, I know what it's like, you know, to have this fan base behind you. And uh, that's a big deal. There's a lot of energy here. Um, a lot of these guys, a lot of these guys don't know that, you know, they don't know that feeling, you know, to be that type of team here and have the fans behind you. So, to have the fans here at the facility, you know, last week, uh, welcoming me back, uh, meant a lot. And uh, you know, I appreciate Raider Nation for that. I ha have not, you know, I haven't seen uh, Mark in years. I'm sure. Uh, you know, since I left, you know, in 05, 06. So it's been a long time. So haven't really uh, been around him, you know, since that point. So um, there's only one Al Davis, though. So I'm, I'm sure that, uh, you know, it's probably a lot different in that respect, you know. I mean, what were they waiting on? You know? <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a happy day. You know, it was a happy day. Uh, finally, they got it done. Uh, but my thing is it's too bad it couldn't be retroactive, you know. Well, you know, that's that's really hard to say. Um, this is, uh, you know, a fairly young team. Um, you know, when I came in, you know, we we had, uh, you know, Tim Brown, you know, and, and guys like that, you know, some uh, veterans that have been around for a while. Um, Hadn't won a lot of games, but then we got a you know a new coach in, in John Gruden at that time and brought in a new system. Uh, so things slowly started you know to come together uh, during those first couple of years. Here, you know, I'm just this is my first time going out there running around, you know, with the guys out there on the field. Um, but you know what I can say is there's a lot of energy um, out there just from the first initial practice. Um, and like I said, as far as you know, defensively. Uh, the defense is one where I think guys will gravitate towards, you know, fairly quickly and uh, pick it up. And, you know, to the point that when we get out there in games, there's not a whole lot of indecision. You know, we'll be able to go out there and play football and uh, have fun doing it. And, and if you're doing that, then you'll, you'll, you'll win some games. Was there ever any hope of going back to Green Bay or was there running on the wall also? Really yeah, you know, the, the, the conversation uh, when it happened was, you know, fairly quickly, you know, fairly quick. You know, it was... You know, we thank you for your time here. Um, you know, we feel like it's time for us to go our way and you go your way, and that was it. And so um, I really didn't have any thoughts of it. Like I said, when free agency first started, I thought I'd be on the team pretty quickly. I wouldn't even have time to think about it. So, uh, yeah, you know, it, it really uh, didn't cross my mind much, I guess. Um, I figured it was what it was. You got to move on.
It seems like so much of what you've heard in the national media about you signing here is surprise that mm -hmm. the Raiders and not the Broncos, who I guess were recording you. What, what do you say to those people who were surprised that you came here and didn't go to that? Well, I don't think they understood. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't understand the fact that I spent more time here than anywhere else. You know what I mean? And if, and if I, you know, got past Denver and didn't sign there, that if I got here, it was going to be a, a uh, it's going to be pretty tough for me to leave. You know, being that, you know, this is this is like a second home to me as well. You know, um, drafted here. You know, spent eight years here. Like I said before, had great years here. You know, we had a lot of ups and downs, but I loved it here. I still have, you know, people I consider family here. You know, so it was going to be hard to come here, um, sit down, you know, with Reggie and D.A., but, you know, just being in this building, seeing the fans, you know, at the gate coming in, it was going to be hard to leave, and I don't think people understood that. Well, what I'll say is Charles brings a lot of maturity to this young group. Also, as in years past and as when he was at Green Bay, those teammates will tell you the same thing as they would as the Raider teammates he had here. The guy is consummate professional. He works at his craft. He's someone to be emulated. And DJ Hayden, who incidentally got out of surgery and is supposed to be okay, let's all pray, honestly, should be able to learn a great deal from this master at his position. I say master at his position because he is. And the fact that he's back on our team is a good thing. And we need this kind of leadership, especially in the secondary that has been pummeled of late and of past. <laughs> really, it's been bad for some time. Welcome back, Charles. Welcome back to the Raider Nation, man. The Raider Nation came through huge for you. Uh, it was evident there. We got some video of it. Check it out on www.raidernationpodcast.com. You can check it out on our website, or you can hit it up on YouTube. It is something to see. It's cool. It's very cool, and it made a big difference in him. You know, he loved it. Charles loves it. He loves the Raider Nation. And, uh, well, welcome back, Charles. It's a bright spot on the team. I'm liking it. Okay, I'm hearing it again. I got to say something about it. Jay Russ, Jamarcus Russell, out in the news again lately, lost 50 more pounds, evidently, and he's ready to play. <laughs> he even would consider joining the CFL. Well, honestly, who gives a crap? I mean, any Raider fan, and actually any other fan who has been uh, well imprised that this is the biggest bust in NFL history. Let me say it again. The largest sack of crap in the NFL. The biggest bust loser ever to be signed by a team in history. And he wants to come back and he wants to play. You know, Greg Papa on 95.7 The Game was also talking about how Jamarcus has such a fantastic physical um, ability. The guy can throw a ball everywhere. 
on one leg, on one finger, whatever. But this is a typical, typical problem in the NFL. It's an arm without a brain. If I only had a brain. Oh, I'm a failure because I haven't got a brain. Well, what would you do with a brain if you had one? Do? Why, if I had a brain, I could... I could while away the hours, conferring with the flowers, consulting with the rain. Jamarcus is an idiot. He couldn't remember a play of his life depending on it, probably because he's second on some Caesarep, which, of course, he doesn't do anymore. I'm sure I got to give him that. I'm glad he's trying. You got to give him that. But as far as him getting back in the NFL, do you think the Raider Nation is ever going to forgive this loser for blowing an opportunity and the money that came with it? The responsibility? Are you kidding me? Oh, no, no, no. Nobody in the Raider Nation wants this dude to succeed. I don't. I certainly don't. He had his chance. Goodbye. Good riddance. Take off. You got your money. You stole your money. So, listen, I've seen the films of this guy. He ain't going no place because I don't care if you can throw a ball across the country. If you don't know the play, it don't make a damn bit of difference because that has always been his problem. He is lazy and he is stupid. And that is all I have to say about that. Baby, 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 I got the feeling, baby, baby, sometimes I'm up, sometimes I'm down. Controversy. <laughs> A quarterback controversy in Oakland? Come on, man. Well, the quarterback controversy started when Tyler Wilson started throwing the ball his first first days at OTAs. I told you guys when I saw him the first time, the guy throws a ball pretty crazy, pretty accurate, pretty sharp. If this kid finds out where the playbook is and figures it out, there could be trouble for Matt Flynn. I don't think so, though. I think there's no controversy here. Look, our team is very young. We have a lot of uh, opportunities to give all the players a chance to show their stuff. I'm not saying that the coaches are going to try to lose on purpose. I'm just saying the coaches might try to move maybe Wilson in front of Flynn if he fumbles around a little bit or has a, a tough couple games. Maybe that'll happen. You know, it just depends. But trust me on this one. I can tell you the first game of the season will be Matt Flynn's game. Unless he's injured or unless he really shows that he doesn't deserve it, I see Matt Flynn as a starter. He's getting paid the most money. That is how it goes, folks. You know, the uh, Russell Wilson situation in Seattle was a very rare bird. You know, you rarely do you go out and pay someone all the money and don't start them. But here we are again. But I'll tell you, there's really no controversy, even with Terrell Pryor in the mix. 
It looks like Flynn's going to be the first guy, but I don't know, man. Pryor better start worrying because Tyler Wilson ain't no joke, and he's very, very smart, and he'll pick that playbook up already. So I don't know, man. I'm, I'm thinking maybe, possibly, could be, maybe. We got Flynn. We got Wilson. We got Pryor in that order. That's what it's looking like, but we'll find out more when it comes down to the next round of OTAs, which we will be at, incidentally, and also training camp because things will develop. Young team, new coaching staff. Man, there's a lot going on here. So we got to just see as the dust settles who's, what creams floats to the top, baby. Because I'll tell you right now, uh, it's going to be Flynn to start. He's, that's his job to lose. I don't give a crap what anybody's saying, competition or not. And that is all I have to say about that. Where are we? Where were we? Where are we going? We'll just see from right here. Well, from rookie training camp to OTAs that are just going on right now, well, things are starting to gel a little bit for the Oakland Raiders. Signing of Charles Woodson, the the solidification of our team, the coaching staff, many things have gone on to improve the team and change it and hurl it into a positive direction. It's going to take more than a few wins for the mainstream media to start to say anything good about the Oakland Raiders. They have used us as a punching bag for so long that it's going to take a couple punches back in order to put us back in the mainstream in a positive light. There's so many haters out there, it's not even funny. The jokes just roll off their tongues like there's no tomorrow. For crying out loud, the Jets get 10 times, literally, 10 times the media as the Oakland Raiders and have the same win-loss record. The drama in New York continues to roll off the ESPN assembly line like it's good news, like there's something valued to it, whatever. Who gives a shit about the Jets? Well, evidently we all do because it's shoved up our ass every single Sunday. But thanks to the Raider Take and Sean and his blog, check it out because it's pretty damn good. It points out to me as a Raider fan the changes that are occurring here in Oakland and what difference it does make to our organization. Desmond Bryant, you guys remember him? Worth $34 million over five years with $15 million guaranteed to the Cleveland Browns ends up <laughs> knocking on a door shirtless, uh, drunk, and he ripped the door handle off and he went to jail for that little lapse of uh, judgment, and that's not the first time that's had happened. Mike Goodson, remember him? Three-year, $6.9 million deal he got from the Jets. Ends up, by, uh, ends up in the middle divider of a freeway in Danville, New Jersey with pot and a bunch of other crap, 50 grams of, of uh, paraphernalia and all kinds of other crap. <laughs> Loaded handgun in his car, looking for some time. Rolando McClown, again, 
Third time's the charm in 18 months. Retires from the NFL after Baltimore signs him and then promptly waves him. These are a few names of people that are no longer Oakland Raiders. These are names of people who are now signed to other teams for way more money, yet again, they're referred to in the press as former Oakland Raider, former Oakland Raider. I mean, how many teams do you have to be on before you're not a former Oakland Raider? I mean, Goodson, uh, the former Carolina Panther, they don't say the former Panther. (laughs) They say the former Raider because that's what they are used to. That's what they think of us. Well, those times are a changing. The guard has changed. The mentality has changed. The management has changed in Oakland. The nucleus of our team is forming right now. This is what we're doing right now. Winning organizations have many, many players from the first round to the fourth round. So they have many first-round picks. They have fourth, second, third, and fourth-round picks that comprise a winning team. Well, the Raiders are just now starting on that road. Uh, Before this draft, we had McFadden. That was a first-round draft pick, and that is it. So the team has got to form around these young players. This is how we get the nucleus going. Many say it'll take four years, five years perhaps. I'm hoping two. I'm hoping three at the most. But we will see improvement. We will see solid players holding positions on our team, waiting for other solid players to solidify other positions until we start to Kick some ass, which I think will happen sooner than later. The idea that we got Charles back is a good thing. It's a good step, and he'll be able to teach not only the DBs, but everyone else on the team how you play this game, how you practice for this game, and how you study for this game. Kind enough to join us and share some of his time and some insight. Vic Tafer, who uh, does such a great job covering the Raiders for the Cron. Uh, you can uh, check out his Raider blog, uh, online, sfgate.com, the silver and black blog, and, of course, on Twitter, Vic Tafer. And Vic uh, joins us now here at 95.7 The Game. A, uh, a big day t- today, Vic. Uh, what was the scene outside the uh, Raider facility like? Did it meet expectations? It was pretty cool. It was about, I'd say, 120 fans or so, was my guess, and... Uh, People got there as early as 9.30. One guy drove uh, five hours to get there, and uh, it was a very loose kind of atmosphere. Everybody was kind of happy, hoping to catch a glimpse of Woodson. And uh, he arrived around 2.30. The place went nuts. And um, also kind of cool because the players who were already there getting off of uh, the workouts were coming out, and they got some nice cheers. And a couple of guys like Marcel Reese got out of the car and hugged some fans and took some photo ops. So it was a, it was a nice scene. Well, what do you think, Vic Day, for joining us here on 95.7 The Game? Um, you know, uh, we, we played a cut earlier from Champ Bailey saying he thought, he said today, you know, there's no way Woodson would end up a Raider. There's no way he'd be in Oakland. Um, why, why ultimately was, was uh, the match right for the Raiders and Charles Woodson? Well, I think Charles obviously was intrigued by coming home, by coming back to where he started his career, I shouldn't say home, but coming back to where he started his career. I think he's got you know, one year left probably and wanted to end it where he began. I also think money was a factor. I think um, uh, it turns out uh, the Post is reporting they offered and the Broncos offered him $3.7 million. 
And the Raiders gave him one year for 4.3, which includes incentives. But uh, it's not 600 grand. I think the fans today and the support, I'm sure, was a factor. But, uh, yeah, it was all kind of what came together. Uh, yeah, and the base salary, I think, uh, what, around one eight when you include the $700,000 signing bonus. Um, do you have any feel for what it uh, like? What, what what do you think it will take for him to earn four point three million dollars? I would have guessed to some degree if he makes four three this year, it probably would have been a hell of a year for Charles Woodson. Yeah, well, I probably would guess that most incentives are kind of easy to meet. I think okay. um, obviously, I think if you left Denver at Denver, I, I can see where the Broncos are surprised. I mean, they're a contending team. I think it's a pretty good offer. You know, three point seven mil. I can see why they'd be surprised he'd come to a team you know, which losing record, but. Um, Obviously, he wanted to come back, and he felt good about the fit with Reggie McKenzie, who he knew back in Green Bay. So um, I'd imagine the money's pretty much there, though, for him. I think the incentives will be pretty easy to meet. Interesting. Vic Tay for joining us here at 95.7 The Game. Um, were you surprised at all at, at the money? Because this is a guy that, that's you know been available for a while. Yeah, he was cut in February. So uh, he actually, at one point, early on, said he only would play for a contender. Then about a month ago, he had to go on. I think it was NFL Network. He was on there saying, well, at this point, I'll play for you know, anybody. I'm hmm. open to any teams who want to give me an offer. So at that point, he think, I'm sure he wasn't thinking, you know, $4.3 million at that point. So the interest definitely got uh, back up there, and he was able to uh, use some leverage. You know, I think the Broncos and the Raiders and the Giants were also interested in the, like the Panthers. So... There was some interest there late, and he was able to get the deal he wanted for uh, the team he wanted to play for. Yeah, and you wrote about that. I, I think it must have been maybe the end of last week that uh, that uh, it, it, it wouldn't be unheard of necessarily for an agent to use one team against another, and and yet here here he is as a Raider. Uh, t- take us back uh, to the first part of his Raider career, the 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 the, the eight years he spent as a Raider. Um, there's obviously a lot of love for Charles Woodson, understandably so. He was a very good player. Uh, why do you think he he connected and 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 uh, you, you said before you know it's almost like he's coming home. He's from Fremont, just Fremont, Ohio. Um, but but what do you what do you think it was about his first term as a Raider that made this uh, feel like home to him? Well, he was an exciting player. He was definitely the Al Davis type guy who made plays and was just uh, you know a lot of natural ability and he kind of was a flair about him. I think early on in his career he made some uh, mistakes of youth. Maybe he got arrested a couple times. Uh, I think you know for uh, I think drinking and stuff. But I think towards the end of his time here, he definitely had seemed like he learned his last was becoming the player he was in Green Bay, the leader and the dynamic guy who could you know, run around the field and play different positions and really make an impact. Champ Bailey, one of the things he said earlier too was because it was an upper body, it's been two of the last three years he's had that collarbone issue, because it was an upper body injury, Champ said he thinks Woodson still has something left because his legs should be fresh. Do uh, you buy that? Yeah, I definitely think they would have offered him 3.7 million if they weren't uh, convinced he could be a factor. I think um, yeah, it's always tough to say with the guys who are this this age how much they have left and they got coming off injury. But obviously, these teams took them out. He did, I'm sure he took uh, some thorough physicals, and both the Broncos and Raiders, you know, put some money up where they thought not only would he be a leader, but also a guy could make some plays. How do you think Vic uh, Woodson fits in on the field? What do you expect to be the way the Raiders use him? Do you have a feel for that yet? Not quite yet, but I wouldn't be surprised. Like your Raiders fans don't want to hear this, but he could be used a lot like Michael Hustle is, kind of uh, not only at uh, free safety but also nickel cornerback. I think he can move around a little bit. Maybe he can play a linebacker in some, you know, some nickel defenses and, and pass coverage. So I think he'll be versatile, which is what Terrence Allen wants. He wants to be able to move some pieces around and not have teams know what they're doing. I think at times last year he'll tell you he couldn't do that. So I think there's another piece for him to kind of. Uh, 
So what he can do is a defensive coach. What, what what's the value of Woodson? Is is there a maybe it's probably the better way to put this, Vic? Is there a value uh, in a veteran guy who's been there, done that, so to speak? Um, is there a leadership value that that is part of the equation here with with Charles Woodson? Oh, definitely. Especially on this team, there's so many young guys. They've gotten rid of a lot of their you know veterans from the past and big roster turnover. I think um, something like 35. I think it was I counted yesterday. It was 38 of the 90 players. Uh, on the roster were around last year. So a lot of guys are new. A lot of them are very young, especially in the secondary. They've drafted uh, DJ Hayden, the quarterback in the first round. He'll be a guy who'll learn so much from Woodson. So just in terms of the leadership aspect, I think that's a huge deal for, for the Raiders. How would you have characterized the leadership of the, the, the 2012-2013 Raiders in terms of player leadership on defense? Yeah, it wasn't great. I mean, Richard Seymour is supposed to be that guy, but um, – Towards the end, it really wasn't. I think he was pretty much looking at uh, getting out, and I think a lot of the guys who looked at for leadership roles didn't really step forward. I think uh, the last half of last year, they picked up Andre Carter, who definitely is a big-time leader and definitely had an influence. He's back this year for that very reason. So I think uh, Carter and Woodson gives him a much uh, better start than they had in the last couple of years. What's, a, uh, what's the going rate for a number these days in a locker room? 24 taken, 21 spoken for at the moment. Well, yeah, it's got some change now. Woodson's not hurting, so I think uh, if I'm Tracy Porter, I definitely hold out. Plus, you know, Woodson has that winery in Napa, so that'd be an easy trade. Like, you know, a little cash, maybe a couple cases of uh, some top shelf wine. I think uh, Tracy Porter may uh, just do that deal. Yeah, yeah, I think Woodson would be wise to say, "Oh no, Tracy, the the money was mis misreported. It's it's not close <laughs> to that. One one eight four three. Are you kidding me, Tracy? They wouldn't pay me that." Hopefully, hope Patricia likes wine. Maybe, maybe, he's not, maybe he's a beer guy. I'm not sure, but if he likes wine, that could be the deal right there. <laughs> Big day for uh, joining us here at 95.7 The Game. Uh, part of the equation because now it's not often as fans uh, you get to reuse an old jersey like this. Usually, you have to put a t- piece of tape through it. Uh, yeah, you know, you got to rip rip a letter off. But here is Woodson back again. It's uh, it'll be very interesting to see. I do want to ask you one other thing um, because I mean there are probably a lot of different directions we could go. But one of the things I've been I've been very interested to see, since watching, as many others did, the tape of Marquette King punting last year. Uh, special teams has been such a big part of, of this Raider team. Obviously, they add Chris Cluey. Um, but what, what do you – do you have any forecast for what might transpire at punter this year? I think it might be an interesting battle at training camp. I think Cluey obviously has the edge because he's a veteran. He has a better hang time. I think uh, Marquette King is kind of a boomer bust kind of guy. I think he'll – fire off these incredible shots and kind of uh, kind of miss one a little bit and it'll be kind of ugly. I will, I will say this about Marquette, but he has, he's trying to develop this uh, end-over-end style where the ball's hard, ball harder to catch, and you definitely see guys in practice muffing a lot of his punts. So I am Marquette is a very uh, dynamic personality as, as well as, as Cluey is. So I think it'll be fun. Both guys like to talk. I think it'll be a fun training camp story to follow. Mm. Uh, and, and uh, you know, some of the guys who eventually will be uh, trying to catch those punts, at least in practice, uh, Josh Cribbs among them. I know he got to, uh, I saw on Twitter, he met some fans. I think you posted a picture, uh, or at least retweeted a picture of him him meeting some fans as he drove in or out of the uh, out of the facility. Uh, he said when he signed, he's got no expectation that uh, there'll be any problem with him being healthy and ready to go for the regular season. Uh, is that their expectation also? Yeah, it is. I mean, he also has a little chip on his shoulder. He definitely didn't like how the Jets uh, leaked that they thought he wasn't ready yet. He's yeah. a professional. So I think he's kind of fired up. He's always been a great kick returner and a great guy on special teams. Uh, never really done much as a receiver, but you never know. I'm sure that's part of the, 
with the Packers and the Raiders told him they might get a shot to do some things there. So, another veteran guy who, you know, on a young team has a chance to really uh, carve out a niche for himself. Yeah, that was odd with the Jets and John Idzik saying the Jets GM, uh, you know, he's not quite there. And then the report that he had failed a physical in Arizona, I think, in March. Uh, and then you hear him, you're right, you hear him talking, you go, that, that sounds like a guy with a chip. And that's uh, you, some leadership, some chip. I think that'll be good for this team, Vic. Yeah, definitely. I think you know, a lot of times a lot of GMs feel a need to talk because of pressure they feel they got to kind of testify their decisions. The good thing about Reggie and Mark Davis is Mark Davis has made clear Reggie's the guy. He's got time to build this thing the way they want. So he's not really going to say anything out of turn or leak anything. It's going to really kind of go just um, very slowly towards he hopes you know, they're building of, uh, you know, team being back to where it was a long time ago. All right, Vic, who's the next guy worth camping out for? <laughs> you know what? Uh, who's left? Uh, John Abraham? I guess they don't have the pass rushing uh, <laughs> needs fulfilled, but I think they're pretty much done. I think this was more money than I thought they were going to spend. Obviously, it's a great a great win for the Raiders fans. They're very happy. It helps, you know, get some excitement about the team back because it has been a rough couple of years. So, um, but I'd be surprised if they really went uh, too far out again in the free agent market. Is this a – how would you – look, uh, you, you talked about the role that, that he might play. And we're talking to some degree situationally with, with Charles Woodson. What, what kind of impact on the field are we talking about? Oh, it could be great. Again, we'll, we'll know when more once camp starts. We'll see how he's you know, back from that injury last year. But uh, you know, they, they signed Osama Young, who I thought – I'm sure he's probably be the free safety uh, opening day, but maybe he won't be. But, I think, again, it'll be competition. They want competition. I think that would be good there also. I think if Woodson can't win that job – He'll be on the field a lot. I think he'll be moving around a lot of different different positions. I think it uh, it could have an impact. Obviously, it's all it depends on their pass rush. They don't have much of a pass rush right yet. So I think you know you can do all you want in the secondary, but if the quarterback has all day, he'll pick you apart. So that's that's a problem they got to fix. Vic, I know a busy day, so appreciate you uh, taking a few minutes, man, and sharing the insight. Thanks so much. No problem, buddy. Take okay, care. talk to you, Vic Tafer. This is what the team is doing. This is the direction we're in. And it's exciting, and I can't wait to get to the OTAs and training camp to share with you guys where we're going. Because right now, it's looking pretty damn good. And I, as a fan, am pretty confident, not so much that we're going to win a lot of games, but our players are going to play for 60 minutes, man. That I am confident about. And that is all I have to say about that. Bad of the bone. Bad All right, let's get to the bone line. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Tell us what you're thinking. It's an odd time of the season, but there's things that definitely are happening. What's up? Okay, our first caller is Raider Nate from Sacramento. What is up, my brother? Subway, Greg, and Raider Randy. It's Raider Nate from Sacramento. Oh, all I can say is Charles Woodson is back in the motherfucking house. Hopefully, he can do some good still. Uh, I don't know how much he left in the tank, but he's a leader. He's a vet. And um, he can come in here and teach the younger guys and see where we can take it. Thank God, man. All right. Have a good one. All I got to say is Raiders owe life. And next, a very good contributor and a solid Raider fan. 
That's Matty Raider from Albany, New York. What is happening, my brother? I'm hearing you're liking some Kool-Aid. Pour the Kool-Aid, because I'm drinking. This is Matty Raider, Albany, New York. Hey, Raider Greg. Hey, Raider Randy. Hey, guys. Um, I'm so pumped for this offseason, man. I'm sitting here in my Charles Woodson jersey. Dusted off that bad boy. It's uh, good. I got a size 48. I got a little wider uh, over the years, but uh, still fits great. Uh, our daughter's got to stay off from school today. I'm going to take her over to the movies and have lunch with her dad, and uh, we're going to hang out and uh, wear my Raiders gear. But uh just want to tell you, just uh, chime in about the offseason. I'm really pumped. Um, you know, this offseason has just been uh, really exciting. Uh, get, getting some for Palmer, getting Flynn in here. Obviously, getting Seawood back, um, very exciting. I mean, I didn't call about the draft, but I think we got a real nice draft. I think we got some steals. Uh, Tyler Wilson is an absolute steal at the fourth round, and uh, I'm excited about this kid, C.O. Moore. Um, to be honest, I didn't watch him play in college, but everything I've seen, I mean, this kid's a beast. Um, and I like that he, he got Wilson in there. Give it an open competition. Keep um, Flynn on his toes. You know, nothing's guaranteed. And uh, I hope the uh, best man wins. You know, um, the only thing I'm a bit disappointed is with the defensive line. But I think Reggie uh, is a savvy guy. And I think that as teams cut players, um, especially uh, DTs, uh, he'll keep his eye out. Um, I trust in him. Um as far as Dennis Allen, I've had my issues with him. But, you know, now he's got his team and he's got young guys who are hungry. And it uh, seems that uh, he's got guys buying into his system, doing things the right way and working hard. So uh, I wish him the best. You know, I've bagged on him. But, you know, obviously we want our coach to succeed. And it'd be great um, to see him uh, implement his system and have his guys work hard for him. And I uh, just love the videos, OTA minicamp. It's very cool to see uh, – you know, uh, Randy uh, and Greg, you guys out there with all the beat writers and interviewing players, and it's just so cool to see. You know, um, in regards to Amy Trask, I wish her all the best. Just a classy lady. Uh, thanks for sharing my story, Greg. I appreciate it. And uh, it was great to hear the news about uh, Raider Christian's mom um, doing well. So she's in our thoughts and prayers. You know, summer is right around the corner. It's Memorial Day weekend, so... You guys have a safe and healthy summer, you know, and uh, before you know it, man, preseason will be here, and then uh, regular season. Pumped, guys. All right, take care, and uh, thanks. Bye. Now that's what I call a take. Very well said, very well done. There is a bunch of reasons to be positive about this year, and not only this year, the following years to come. So now we have to start over, but at least we see a good direction, a solid team-building effort, and not a lot of bullshit like we saw in the past. Uh, Thanks for the call, man, and the props. We will keep you guys up to date as best we can from camp OTAs. Wherever it's happening, you know we're going to be there. Matty Raider, solid fan, solid dude, good man you can tell. Listen to him. Great guy. Thanks for being part of our show, brother, for show. And next, we have Raider Sid from the IE. That would be the Inland Empire for all of you that have never been there. What is happening, my desert Raider? What's up? 
What up, Raider Nation? Ready, Greg? This is uh, Raider Sid from Moval and the IE. I've got a couple things on my mind. First off, Woodson back to the Raiders. Fuck yes. And you know what, Denver? Fuck you. You know what? You guys are all pissed off. Oh, he shouldn't have went to the Raiders. He's not going to win shit. You know what? He might not win a fucking Super Bowl, but he's going to help us get there. So, fuck you. He didn't want to go to you guys because you guys are a bunch of fucking pussies. Champ Bailey piece of shit. Go to hell. And let's see. Oh, yeah. Fucking Chargers. What about you dicks? How do you like your first-round star wide receiver fucking prancing around town with a Raiders hat on? Fucking he's part of the Raider Nation. Ah, you stupid motherfuckers. Fuck you, San Diego. Fuck you, Denver. And Casey can kiss my ass, too. This is Raider Sid. Out. Well, Raider Sid dropped a bunch of F-bombs on that one. Well, I got to say, Denver, too bad, so sad. You blew it. Uh, and you also blew it in last year's uh, playoff games. That's pretty damn funny. I'm still laughing about that one. Champ Bailey ain't got nothing. Woodson has never let anyone behind him and burn him that bad ever. <laughs> Thanks for the call, brother. And next we have Raider Bray from L.A. What is happening in the Smoggy Basin, my brother? Hello, Raider Greg. This is Raider Bray calling from L.A., Santa Monica, and uh, Raider fan for life. And I just got to say this is the first time I've called the bone line because I'm so happy that Charles Woodson is back with us. He's the best Raider that we've, best draft pick that the Raiders made since Marcus Allen. Um, see, I've been with the team, had uh, season tickets when they are here in L.A. I was there the day Bo Jackson got his hip broke, and um, this, is, this news has made me so happy. I was going to call last week and say, you know what, I will donate money to get Charles Woodson back to the Raiders. I think this is going to be a turning point for this team, and I'm ready for this season. Hallelujah. Raiders, go Reggie McKenzie. Uh, Charles Woodson's, Woodson's back with us. Thank you. <laughs> there, there's hope. So uh, go Raider Nation. Raider Bray out. Absolutely. Future Hall of Famer. Um, you know, I wasn't really big on this uh, deal, honestly. I was kind of against it because I thought they're going to overpay him like they used to do. I thought they're going to overpay him. I thought he was injured. But the more I looked into it, He's in pretty healthy condition for his age, for sure. And his attitude has changed tremendously. Thank you for the call, brother. And yes, I think he will add to this team. Vosho. And next, one of my favorite callers, Reda Grant from Salem, Oregon. The guy's stuck in Seacock country. What is going on, man? <laughs> Hey, what's up, Red Greg? Ray Randy, it's Ray Grant up here in Salem, Oregon. Welcome back, Charles Woodson. Welcome back. Anyways, I'm calling in DJ Hayden, our number one pick of the 2013 draft. Abdominal injury. Well, unfortunately, the scale is boomer bust this year, and right now it's kind of tilting towards that bust. I still have my fingers crossed and hope that this uh, young lad can get back to his full capacity by the time the season starts. But on this note, uh, not good news. 
I hate hearing that we just picked up someone and they got injured. Uh, kind of feel for San Diego Chargers, even though I hate the Chargers because they had the same thing happen to them with a guy being out all year long. It's a waste of a draft pick, and it's there's no boom to it. It's just all fast. So let's keep our fingers crossed. Mr. Hayden makes a full recovery and comes back and proves everybody wrong and is the best story of the NFL in the year 2013. Go Raiders. Yeah, this is a story that happened. I didn't cover in this show, but I might as well just cover on it now. Uh, DJ Hayden went back into the hospital with abdominal pain from so-called scarring or scar tissue forming post-surgery when they opened up his chest. Not uncommon. Some people have it worse than others. Somebody have Some people have really big-time uh, lesions is what they're called. But uh, let's just hope that that stops because that could be a problem all on all its own. Yes, I'm afraid that there could be an issue, but we got to let things play out, my brother. It's a young team, young players, and we got to give this kid a chance. We certainly uh, gave him a chance by picking him number one. We got to give him a chance because he's a Raider, my friend. So let's hope everything works out. Thank you for the call, my brother. And next, we have Raider Mystic. Right up there in Oregon, Austell. This guy's in Seacock country. What's happening, brother? Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, what's up? It's Raider Mystic. Chilling up here in Oregon on a nice day. Hey, I just uh, heard the news that uh, DJ Hayden is hospitalized. He's not going to be uh, here for the rest of uh, the off season. It sounds like, and it really scares me. I know that uh, it brings up uh, names like Jamarcus Russell. Reminds me, I'm from the Northwest. Reminds me of names like Greg Oden, stuff like that. And uh, it's always a it's always a scary situation. So I hope that this one works out though. I hope everything uh, pans out for this guy, but uh, definitely doesn't sound positive. But anyways, so I'm 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 a little scared about that. We'll find out a little more information on that shortly. And uh, on the fact of Charles Woodson, Charles Woodson coming back to be a Raider for you know could it be the last year and last couple of years. I know I was surprised to see his uh, stats doing so well with the Green Bay Packers for the last few years. And uh, the, the guy's still still a workhorse, still doing it, still doing big plays, still making big things happen. And the fact that he's coming back to Oakland, you know, I think that's a, a huge, a huge uh, lift that uh, we weren't really seeing happening. So, um yeah, bring back an old school famous Raider. I remember a bunch of major hits in the snowball that uh, we dominated in. Charles Woodson, he was he was doing big plays, big things. Bring him back, make him a leader. He'll lead the way. Anyways, Charles Woodson back. Yippee, DJ Hayden hurt. Skippy. I hope I hope they pull it together. 
All right. And go Raiders. Well, yeah, the DJ Hayden thing, again, could be brutal. And the fact that he's out for the entire offseason, you know, that kind of bugs me, but I don't think that's the case. I think they might say that and then bring him back to work out a little bit in training camp. I don't know. If he doesn't come back by training camp, we definitely have some issues. If he's not on the field doing something, well, I don't know what to say. Uh, Look, we let uh, Michael Bush rest for an entire year after breaking his leg. This guy just had his chest ripped open, so maybe got to give him some chances. You know he can do the job. He's got a great teacher. Uh, It is scary, however. We got to move on, though. Can't worry about it. Thanks for the call, man. And next, we have a true silver and black burning fan. Wears his stuff every day. Proud as hell. My very good friend, Juan Jorge, who was actually one of the very first people to start routing up people to get to this Alameda facility to welcome Charles Woodson back. So let us hear from the man himself. What happened that lovely day? What's going on there, Greg? This is Juan Jorge calling in. And I just want to talk a little about a rally that happened at Alameda headquarters and how special it truly was. And I'm sure you go through Trey Wingo's comments and dice what he really meant, but we all know how it went down, who made it happen, and his comments don't mean a damn thing to me. I'm sure they don't mean a damn thing to you, but undermine what actually happened. Well, what ended up happening was something truly epic, because never in sports have you seen in the middle of the offseason get 200-plus fans of a team go to headquarters and sway a free agent acquisition like we did. It all started when I saw a Twitter message from Vic Tafer on uh, on Twitter. He had retweeted uh, two guys saying that they, they were seriously considering going to Alameda headquarters. I saw it, jumped right on board. I said, I'm in. I said, anything that I can do to help, I'm there, and I'll help. So I started sending out Twitter messages, text messages, phone calls, you name it. I started sending out emails uh, to everybody to get as much support as we could to get uh, people down to the Alameda headquarters. Uh, If there's anything a fan base could do to bring back a player, this was it. It not only shows the Raiders what the Raider Nation is about, it shows Charles Woodson that we never forgot who he was and the love is still there for him. And at the same time, it wasn't all about Charles Woodson, but the core of it was. We're also there to support our team because at that time, before Charles Woodson came, he was a free agent and not a Raider. So we were also supporting um, our team, the Steelers, Reggie McKenzie, and that were 100% behind the scenes. I think this rally hit a feeling in Charles Woodson's heart that he didn't know he was capable of feeling. I really, really do. And seeing him put his arms up in the air when he got out of his SUV was truly just amazing. Like, I mean, this this fan base, (laughs) 
I've never been a part of something like this. And and all the players, you know, the the day of and after, were, were sending out tweets like, "Wow, they couldn't believe it. They they've never seen anything like it." When the rookies came out of headquarters and got onto the Hilton buses shuttle that they were getting on, looks on all of their faces when they saw this big silver and black blob canning Raiders. Their faces were absolutely priceless, Greg. I, it looked like, holy shit, look what we have on our hands. Look who's supporting us. I mean, I, I can't even put into words what their faces looked like. I mean, it, it, it was them experiencing the Raider Nation for the first time. But now back to Woodson. I and a few other people got there about 9 in the morning, and we were the first people there. We ended up not leaving until 8 p.m. Security was designated just for fan control, we were told. But uh, the head security guy, he told us that Wilson wasn't going to come out until 10 or 11 p.m. at night. And this was about, I want to say, this was about 3 or 4-ish in the afternoon. I'm like, okay. But we were prepared to go the distance. We were already there. I came all the way from Santa Rosa, and I wasn't leaving until Woodson does, did. I wanted to make sure that when Woodson came out of headquarters, he had a group there to greet him. I wanted to make sure he knew that we would go the distance for him. And sure enough, he ended up coming out around, like I said, around 7.45, 8 o'clock. We uh, found out, Jay Glazer reported on Twitter that he signed a one-year deal, and everybody was just going crazy. Everybody in, we had a good 40 people there. Everybody was going crazy. And, man, Greg, I, I just can't explain to you how special this this moment really was. Just to see all these players come out and interact with the with the fans, and, and, and our ultimate goal was, was to bring them back home, and we accomplished that. We did it. We did it. And, you know, Charles Woodson makes the team better, plain and simple. He makes this team better. We as a football team have gotten better by signing Charles Woodson. We now have Tyvon Branch, we now have Charles Woodson, and Osama Young. He is by far better than Osama Young. I like Osama Young, and he'll be a solid player for us, but he's not Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson not only brings leadership, he brings a veteran presence on this defense. He, being quarterback of his defense, or what have you, he'll be able to line up players from all over the field, and he'll, Charles, I'm sure, will allow him to roam around and be the ball hawk that he really is. But I just wanted to share with you guys a little about it. And none of this could have happened without our Raider Nation. So I want to thank everybody that came out because it truly, truly was a memory that we'll never forget. There's one, Jorge, and I'm out. Well, there you go. I don't see any other fan base uh, doing anything like this either. Once again, I don't see the Jets fan base out there doing shit. I don't see um, the Niner fans out there doing this kind of thing. I don't see too many fans starting their own thing to bring players into the organization. I just don't see it. But we won't get credit for it. Thank you, Trey Wingo. Uh, and et cetera, et cetera. There's a bunch of people who are on the bandwagon of the Raiders had done this themselves. What a bunch of bullshit. And uh, well, you heard it from Juan right there. That's how it went down. Well, we got some exciting things coming. We got to see if Hayden can pick it up. 
Got to see if Woodson can pick it up. I want to be out there on the grass smelling that fresh cut grass for that training camp. I can hardly wait. It's right around the damn corner. We're going to get some video to you from some OTAs as well. Checking it out, looking at the quarterback situation, not the controversy. <laughs> okay, on that note, Reddit Nation, have some fun. Eat a hot dog. Have some fun out there. This is Raider Greg, and I am out.